when it comes to the Easter Vigil, the liturgy itself is the homily, so this will be short. Tonight we heard all seven Old Testament readings, something that we rarely do at Assumption, because we usually eliminate a few in order to keep the length of the liturgy manageable. But without baptisms this year, there seems to be no more opportune time to hear all of the readings which the Church has prepared for us on such a holy night. The Easter Vigil is all about waiting. Waiting for Christ to rise from the dead once again. But as surprising and unexpected as this resurrection was at the time, in hindsight it became clear to the early Christians that God had been preparing for this moment from the beginning of time. And these seven readings show us the different ways in which he had been preparing. In Genesis 1, God creates the world in seven days, an act which was eventually corrupted by the sin of Adam, but an act which was restored and fulfilled on the eighth day when Jesus inaugurated the new creation with his victory over sin and death. In Genesis 22, God himself provides the sacrifice and returns the firstborn son of the promise so that through him all the nations of the earth might find blessing. An act which was fulfilled on Good Friday when God himself served as the sacrifice on Calvary. And on Easter Sunday when the firstborn son of the promise was returned so that in him all the nations of the earth might find blessing. In Exodus 14, God saves his people from slavery by bringing them through water, an act which is fulfilled every time someone is saved from sin through the sacrament of baptism, a sacrament that unites us to the resurrection. In Isaiah 54, God says that he will never abandon his people because of their sin, but will always take them back and build them up greater than before a promise that is fulfilled in the resurrection of Jesus, who not only gives us a path to reconciliation, but even gives us victory over sin and death itself. In Isaiah 55, God begs his people not to seek the things of this world which fail to satisfy, but to seek him whose word always achieves the end for which it was sent. Today we see this promise fulfilled as the eternal word of God wins victory over the passing corruptions of this world and offers us the true life which will never fail to satisfy. In Baruch 3, the prophet extols the wisdom of God, the one who governs all, who has shown his people the commandments of life. Today we see how God commands even death and how following his ways will bring us eternal life through the resurrection of Jesus. And in Ezekiel 36, God promises to gather together an impure people and to purify them through water and a new spirit, a promise which we look forward to seeing carried out in our midst when we can finally welcome our catechumens into the ranks of the people of God. My friends, The resurrection is the center point of history. Everything God has done before the resurrection led up to it, and everything God has done since the resurrection has flowed from it. 
Similarly, the moment of our baptism was the center point of our lives, even if we were baptized as an infant, because that baptism united us to the center point of history, the resurrection of Jesus. Everything God had set in motion from the beginning of the world led up to our baptism, our participation in the resurrection. And everything God has done in our lives since then has flowed from it.